all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Let's go. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we're open and we're ready. Lord, you've already moved in the worship experience. And you've interrupted the flow as usual. So we say continue with that theme, God. Interrupt the word as usual. Interrupt the flow as usual. And manifest yourself. Tonight we are open and we are ready. Open your mouth in this building and online. Say I am open and I am ready to receive the word of the Lord. Say speak, Lord. I'm open. I'm ready, and I'll do in Jesus' name. Come on, let's go to work. So our series, as you know, is the kingdom in you. What have we been learning? We've been learning what King Jesus gives us when we become Christians. And we learned this on um, this past Sunday, Mark 10, 15. I promise you, you cannot get into God's kingdom. Stop. Where is that kingdom at? In you. You cannot get into what God has put in you unless you accept it the way a child does. Now, uh, we've learned so far, and I've been drilling this every message because I need you to get this. I do not need you to just be a Christian by name but not be kingdom in demonstration. I need people to look at your life and know there's something different about you. I need them to look at the fruit that you produce and know there's something different about you. I need you to be able to take a bad hand and play it so well that people say only God could have done that through you. I I need your fruit to shut your crazy family members up. I need your fruit to shut your old friends up. I need your fruit to shut down the mouth of every criticizer, every hater, every person that doesn't want to see you win. I need you to open your mouth and say, it's time for me to manifest. Y'all ain't saying it like I need you to say it. Please say it with authority. Say, it's time for me to manifest. So, So watch this. What is that kingdom? There's three 
three basic principles I've given you for this first month of this series. This is our summer series, so we're halfway through it. We've got another month to get through, and it's only going to get, as they say in the Deep South, gooder and gooder. All right, watch me. Number one, it's when heaven's attributes invade the earth. It is not a lifestyle of perfection. Everybody look at me. You will never have a day that's perfect, and you will never have a day where you don't have a giant. You will never have a day where you don't have a problem. You will never have a day you don't have an obstacle. For the day that you no longer have a problem or a giant or an obstacle, that means you no longer need breath. Well, watch me. The day you don't have something left to conquer, that means you've conquered everything you're supposed to conquer. So I need some of y'all to stop complaining about your problems and realize that's the reason you're still breathing. The reason you're still on earth is because there's still a problem God has left you to solve in the earth. And you're not done that. He told Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Which means life did not begin at conception. Life predated conception. Which means you had to be born to who you were born, where you were born, how you were born, even to the family, the bloodline you were born, the city you were born, the country where you were born. Under the crazy circumstances you may have even been born, you had to be here. Because there's something in the earth that's waiting on you. I need you to elbow somebody next to you say there's something in the earth waiting on you and hear me y'all it's bigger than paying bills and dying it is bigger than having babies and dying it is bigger than just getting married and dying you were sent to rule and to reign and to conquer and to subdue I need you to open your mouth and say there's a kingdom in me when heaven's attributes invade the earth. So it is not a life of perfection. It just means that the attributes of heaven, and I've taught you every week what they are. Let's see if you remember. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Y'all are good class, right? And those are the attributes, and I've taught you that. Number two, the kingdom is God's MO. It is how God does what he does when he does. It's his modus operandi. That's a Latin term that simply means and it's his mode of operation. You ever met somebody that you knew their MO? Their MO is that if they were talking, they were lying. So they sit there and sell you a whole lot of stuff, and you'd be like, you know, oh, okay, oh, wow, you did that, oh, wow, because you already knew how they move. Watch me. When people see you, they ought to see God's MO on you. And what's God's mode of operation? God says, I don't care how dark it looks, I always got another trick up my sleeve. We've been made endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. In other words, watch me. For some of you, what your challenge is is that you are used to doing things your way, and God has a way that is higher. He has thoughts that are higher. So it may not make sense to you, but it makes perfect sense to God. For some of you, say, God, why couldn't I have been given the same opportunities that other people were given? That's because they don't move like you move. They don't know how to handle anything or deal with anything, but you move in a whole different way. You operate with a whole different MO. You know how to take a bad hand and play it well you ought to know how to take a licking and keep on ticking you know how to have the whole world against you and still win I wish you knew you were sitting next to somebody that watched me they shouting tonight but there were some days in the first six months they were crying there were some days in the first six months they didn't feel like going on there were some days in the first six months they didn't feel like living but God and now since they made it to the second half Y'all ain't got to go with me. I'll go by myself. Now since they made it to the second half, somebody say the second half will be better than the first. It's God's M.O. It's how he does things. So like he subtracts to add. He divides to multiply. He cuts away in order to make better. He says when he loves you, he prunes you, which means things will be painfully removed, not as punishment, but as reward. 
he moves in a different way. You know what I'm saying? He, he doesn't remove the obstacle before he tells you to do it. He tells you to do it and makes you walk up on the obstacle. For some of you, you need to realize that it's like those doors at certain stores. At certain stores, when you go to the door, you have to open the door, open the door, open the door, open the door. At certain stores, when you go, you're going to have to open the door. Y'all see the door, the door here? Y'all see the door? See, now shut the door. All right? All right? All right? Watch me. But there are some doors that, watch me, once the door senses I'm close enough. Oh, God. I wish some of y'all knew. There are some doors that are just waiting on you to walk up on it. I there are certain opportunities that say, I need you to stop being scared sitting back here talking about God, give me a sign. The sign will come when you walk up on the door. Help on somebody and say, walk up on it. What did I tell you at the beginning of 2021? One thing was going to change everything. And for some of you, all you got to do is get up close to the door. Reach for the position and you'll be surprised what they give you. He doesn't, he doesn't remove Goliath. He says, David, deal with him. And for years, you have thought that David actually fought Goliath. And, and I have taught you that when you read the story of Goliath and David, you discover the Bible says that he took his shepherd's staff. And shepherd's staff there in Hebrew means he began to divine. To divine means to prophesy, which means he never, ever dealt with Goliath. <laughs> he prophesied Goliath's defeat. That's why he had five stones. Five represents the word of God to a Hebrew. The first five books of the Bible, which would be referred to as Torah, which means the word. But it's also five, which means grace, which means I beat him with prophecy and grace. There's some giants. Watch me. All you're going to have to do is say, uh-uh, I'm going to deal with you in the spirit. So for some of y'all that didn't understand, and I, can I be honest? I didn't understand what I was just doing a few minutes either, but I can promise you it's going to pay off. I can promise you what doesn't make sense in the natural is about to make sense in the spirit. It's God's mouth. And then number three, it's becoming who God says we are and possessing what God said we can. So you're becoming, say I'm becoming. And who you become will determine what you can possess. There are certain things you weren't ready for. You needed to become a better you in order to be ready for that. There are certain no's God gave you, and you got mad. I can't believe this. I prayed. I gave. I and God was like, no, baby, I'm protecting you from yourself because you have not yet become who you needed to become in order to get that. I need to see if there's some people in this building online that can thank God for the no's that he gave you. I there's some stuff I wasn't ready for. There's some stuff I couldn't have handled. But I need you to open up your mouth and say, but in my next six months, say it's getting ready to happen. Uh-uh, y'all ain't saying it like I need you to say it. Say it's getting ready to happen. You're becoming a new you. You're evolving. You're maturing. You're developing. How do you know you're maturing? Let me tell you how you know you're maturing. There are certain things that would have ticked you off. And you would have been mad, had a whole attitude and a half. But you're so mature now, you say, well, I can't do nothing about what the grown people feel and how grown people think. And so, and so I'm not going to lose my peace because they don't have theirs. Watch me. Let me see who's mature in the building. Let me see who's mature online. There are certain people you said, I don't know how I'm ever going to get over that. And all of a sudden, you found yourself over it. I Matter of fact, when you saw them, the old you would have cussed them out, but the new you said, hey, how you doing? 
God bless you. Shalom. I speak life to you because what you meant for evil, God has turned it for my good. How do you know you're maturing? You're not even mad about what you should be mad about. Let's go. All right, so look at me. So, 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 so Jesus said you have to be like a child in order for that to manifest in your life. And so we learned on Sunday that a child is inquisitive. A child asks questions. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. In other words, he says you don't see it because you won't say it. He says you won't even ask for it. How many of us can be honest that we've expected stuff we've never asked for? We have anticipated things we've never articulated. And here's what you'll say. Well, they should know. Well, then what's the purpose of an inquisition? What's the purpose of inquiry? What's the purpose of asking? Question, what is the purpose of prayer? You say, well, God knows everything I need. Yeah, he knows it, but he still told you to ask for it. For some of you, watch me, your fear of rejection has kept you from being inquisitive because you'd rather not have than hear no. And I need some of you to be okay when you get a no. Oh, my God. I need some of y'all to be okay when they say, no, I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to prove it. Why? Because when you give me no, what does it do? The most important ingredient to success is failure. The most important ingredient to my faith is a little bit of failure, which means I needed a no. Watch me. So I'm not afraid of a no in the future. Everybody listen to me. The worst they can tell you is no, and that's not going to be the end. Some of you, you are so scared of a no. So you say, I just want, I don't want to say nothing. I ain't going to say nothing. That's why you don't have nothing. I need you to open your mouth and say, I will ask. I will ask. Say, Lord, restore my inquisitiveness. All right, ask me. Jesus says, you, the Bible says, rather, you have not because you ask not. He says, literally, there are things you want that you are just waiting on God to just drop it like melodies from heaven. Rain down on me. It's not raining if you didn't ask for it. Then, watch me, a child is naturally inquisitive. A child will ask you a million questions about a million different things. And watch me, a child is so inquisitive, they won't even sense when you're annoyed by their ask. I need some, see, watch me, some of you all, you tire too quickly. And the Bible says in Job that if the footmen weary you, how are you going to run with horses? In other words, if you let little nose stop you, how in the world are you going to handle these billion-dollar contracts you're about to... I, I will throw this microphone if I don't get some faith in this room. How are you tripping over a little person talking about you when God, where God's about to take you? All eyes are about to be on you. I... Look, look, look. A child doesn't even care that you're annoyed with them. Because they're going to keep asking. And they don't care that you... <sighs> they don't care that you slap on your leg. They don't care nothing about none of that. They're going to keep asking questions. Could it be that God, watch me, was seeing whether or not you were going to be childlike or childish? Because for some of you, you prayed for in January, you didn't get it in February, so now you got an attitude with God. That's why when I say praise him, you're like, well, I'm going to praise him, but I don't know why he ain't came through. God says, because you don't know how to be childlike. You're coming to me like you've grown. And the worst thing to do is to come to somebody you're asking for something for and be disrespectful. I need you to elbow your neighbor and say, be childlike. Say, don't get ahead of yourself. He said, I know you grown. I know you're every woman. I know you're every man. I know you bout it, bout it. I know all of that. He said, but when you come to me, you better come to me like a child. 
Then a child is without fear. The only fear that a child has is fear that's passed down and around. That's what the Bible calls fear a spirit because it's transferable. Everybody look at me. Much of your fear isn't from you. It's from somebody else. You heard somebody else talk about stuff, and so now you're scared. You watched a YouTube video of somebody say how hard it was, and now you're like, ooh, it's hard. Watch me. You w listened to an article or watched an article and developed an opinion based on somebody else's observation. Y'all hear? So consequently, you have taken on somebody else's fear. You're not afraid of it. They're afraid of it, so now you take their fear off. Can I prove it to you with the Bible? In the scripture, uh, 12 spies are sent out to look at the promised land. What is the name of the land? Promised land. What does that mean? It's mine. You may have had it once, but I got it all the time. So God says, it's yours. Now, you're going to have to go take it, but I'm going to help you. But it's yours. Say promised land. 12 spies go out. Listen, 12 leaders go out. 12 leaders go out, which means position doesn't mean maturity. Title does not mean maturity. I need some of y'all to have the position. Watch me. To have maturity without the title. Because when you're mature without it, the title will come get you. I need you to be so mature that titles look for you. Positions look for you. Opportunities look for you. But you don't think that because you're in it, you're mature. You can be a baby with a lot of power. So watch. So watch. So watch. Twelve leaders go to spy out the land. They're the heads of the tribes, and they go to spy out the land. Joshua and Caleb, two out of ten, two out of ten, which means, hear me, the, the odds are always going to look more negative than positive. Ten of them come back and say, woo-wee, this, 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 man, it, man, the fruit is amazing. The fruit is, it took two dudes to get the fruit. Come here, dude one, come here, dude two. All right, come on. It took two dudes to hold the fruit. They had to hold the fruit on a pole. Here, y'all put this up like it's, a, you know, there you go. You doing okay? Your elbow. Well, you go sit down. Then I don't need you dropping my fruit. Come here. You got it. All right. You go. okay? All right. Don't don't be talking after church. You need a healing. <laughs> Man of God, can you lay hands? I need a healing. All right. All right. This was this was a vine of grapes. Bible says that they had to carry the grapes on something like. Now listen, you and I used to these little grapes. You know, you, you eat about four hundred of them and didn't even realize it. <laughs> I'm not the only one. Don't y'all judge me with that silence. This was the grapes that they had to carry. They said, Moses, the land is abundant in milk and honey, and this is its fruit. But they said, but we are not able to take the land. Thank you, gentlemen. We are not able to take the land for the people in the land. They are giants. In other words, everybody look at me. They are bigger than us. And some of you don't understand your advantage is your size. Oh, God. Your advantage is that you're not the big one. Because the bigger they are, the bigger the target you are. The bigger they are, the bigger... Y'all... For some of you, you need to be grateful that your business was still small for the first six months. Why? Because they didn't even know you were on the radar. They couldn't try to shut you down or shut you up. I need you to thank God that sometimes he kept you small. That was their advantage because when they went to spy out the land, the giants never saw them spy the land out because their advantage was their size. Some of y'all will catch that later. But watch me. Netflix advantage against Blockbuster. Some of you don't even know what Blockbuster is because Blockbuster was the giant, but Netflix was the children of Israel in this example.
Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. And one of them ain't even around no more. Can I prophesy to your next six months? There were some giants you were afraid of in your previous six that you're about to wipe out. They're not even going to be around in the next six. Open your mouth say, my advantage is my size. So, so, so Netflix was so small to Blockbuster. I'm going to bring it back to the Bible. Netflix was so small to Blockbuster that they, they, Netflix said, buy us. Blockbuster said, we're not buying you all. This is crazy. Why would we do that? We're Blockbuster. We're the giant. <laughs> In other words, their size made them arrogant. Oh, God. And for some of you, there's people who they big now. They big and bad when they trying to talk you down now. They're big and bad when they trying to come against you now. But God has a way of turning things. And for those of you that believe the second half is going to be some turnarounds, I need you to pop up one time and just turn. If you don't believe it, you sit down and don't do nothing. But for the rest of us, it's about to be a turnaround. It's about to be a... It's about to be a... It's about to be a... So... So, so Blockbuster, you mean City Blockbuster wouldn't buy Netflix. And now there's one Blockbuster in the world. And Netflix just spent $9 billion in Atlanta alone. A few years ago, they were trying to, oh my, listen to me, they were trying to find a buyer. Now they buy everybody else up. Some of you going to catch it in a minute. Some of you going to catch it in a minute. You were trying to get a job. You about to be the one giving jobs. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You were trying to get a door open. You about to be the door opener for... I can't stand some of y'all because you ain't responding. But that's all right. Yes, everybody that believes that you're about to see God do something amazing, give God worship for five seconds. Go five. Four. Three, two, one, say it's getting ready to happen. So look, so look, so look. When I say I can't stand something, I just mean, come on in. I love you. Let me just clarify that. I love everybody. Right? I just want you to get in because I want to read your praise report. That's what I mean when I say that. As your shepherd, hear my heart. I just want to read your praise report. I just want you to say, oh my God. I want your praise report to be so good that you bring the receipts to church where you email the receipts in. One year, one of our digital harvesters got healed of cancer, and they said, here are the receipts, Bishop. In other words, this is so mind-blowing, I can't even say it. Just here go the receipts. I need you to elbow somebody and say, you will have receipts in your next six months. Uh-uh, wrong one, because they should have praised after that. Elbow the other one, say, you're going to have receipts in your next six months. Put a praise on the end of that. You might think I'm radical until you see my results. And you're going to be shouting just like me. You're going to be leaping just like me. So, children of Israel. They are the little guy. They're Netflix. Blockbusters got control of the land. 
they're Netflix. And they spy out the land. They say, the fruit's amazing. This is amazing. And, and 10 of them come back with a negative report. We can't do it. And here's what they said. We're like grasshoppers in our eyes. And so we are in their sight. Everybody pay attention. Your enemies see you the way you see yourself. You project. And even if you feel like a little Kit Kat, I'm going to need you to open up your mouth and roar like a lion. Proverbs 21, or Proverbs 28, that the righteous are as bold as a lion. Which means even if you feel like you're the underdog, you better act like you're the top dog. Even if you feel like you're totally unqualified and don't belong in the room, you better walk in that room like you own that sucker. You better walk in there like you belong there. You better sit down at that boardroom like you belong there. Who am I? Walk into that courtroom like you know you're going to get the victory. I so watch. So, so look, 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 look. A child is inquisitive and without fear. The children of Israel, after the ten spies come back, the Bible says fear spreads through the camp. So everybody now, oh my God, we can't do it. Oh my God, we can't do it. Oh my God, we can't do it. Because fear is a spirit. It's passed down and around through conversation. Through YouTube through Instagram, through Facebook, through Snapchat. Have you ever looked at social media and when you got off of it, you felt bad? Like, like you felt defeated? Some of y'all lying, just come on, tell the truth. You know, like you were feeling good about your body, yada, 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 yada. you were feeling good. And then you saw somebody else and you're like, well, God, dog, I guess, let me go eat a cheeseburger. I, I ain't doing nothing. I, I thought I was really killing the game, but shh. I'm going to Krispy Kremes after church. I'll, I'll run like Bishop around the building and hopefully. <laughs> Say, I rebuke, I release, I renounce all fear. All right, now look, thirdly, nor miseducation. What is that? That's poor, uh, wrong, or harmful education. And I gave you three examples. Number one, miseducation, number one, um, being worship versus worship aid. So you can be miseducated because a child's education uh, is given to them. A child doesn't know what's right until they're taught what's right and wrong. So for some of you parents, you cannot be mad at your children if you miseducated them. Don't be mad that they lie when they watch you lie to somebody on the phone. It's quiet in the building, but it's right. Don't be mad that they're inconsistent when they see you be inconsistent because you miseducated them. All right, miseducation number one, being worshipped versus worshipping. 1 Samuel 12, 24. Above all, fear the Lord. That means honor the Lord and worship him faithfully with all your heart. Say, God, I give you all of me. Here's the challenge right, right, right here is, is doing that part right there because it's easy to worship with the parts of us that feel like he's worthy. But real worship is even from the parts where I feel disappointed. Even from the parts where I feel like it's taking too long. Even, watch me, say all of me, all of me. Even from the parts where you are mad at somebody, but you realize my worship is not about a person. It is not about what somebody around me is doing. It's about God. I wish you would come in this building and log on and let a person shut down your worship. Let a person shut down your praise. Just to make the enemy mad, I want you to take five seconds with no music and go, 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 five. This is for you. You get all of us. You get all of us, sir. You get all of us. You get all of us. You get all of us. 
You get all of us, even our disappointments, even our sad places, even our angry places, even our mad places. You get all of us. Come on, tell the Lord, say you get all of me. Look, and he says, and here's how you need to do it. Consider. Because can I be honest with you? Sometimes, let's be honest. You can come to church, you can log on, and, and, and you can forget what he's done for you. So they're saying, come on, clap, and you're like. They say, come on, everybody lift your hands. And some of y'all don't do nothing. And I'm not judging you or beating you up. I'm just asking you a question. Well, has he not done anything for you? The proof, watch me. Didn't you walk in here? Didn't you drive up to the parking lot? Y'all ain't gonna say, didn't you take your $1,200 phone and put it in your pocket? I wish you would act like he ain't done nothing for you. I wish you would act like he's not been good to you. Can I tell you the truth? He's been better to you than you've even been to your son. When you were inconsistent with you, he was consistent with you. When you gave up on you, he said, get up because you got another day. And this is the day that the Lord has made. And I shall rejoice and be made glad in it. Somebody say, he's done great things for me. So, I don't come to be worshipped. There are people, watch me, this is why you got to pay attention to who you sit next to. I'm so serious about this. Because, watch me. Because what happens is there's some people who are so sociopathic and narcissistic that they operate with a Jezebelian intent. Jezebel, her name means never exalted or not exalted. So she spends her life trying to get attention because her daddy never gave her attention. So there's some people where when it's time to worship, they want it on them. So they will try to shut your role down. They will try to, you're in the living room, and they will try to shut that down. All right, you're doing too much. Doing too much. But if you were at the football game, you'd be shouting. If you just got news you got healed, you'd be shouting. If you just got news somebody dropped seven figures in your bank account, you'd be shouting. If you just got news that the deal opened up, you'd be shouting. Which means I don't wait until a battle is over, because that would be praise. Worship is what I give him before the battle's over. Worship is what I give him because of who he is. Worship is what I give him just because he's God. Worship is what I give him just because he's Alpha and Omega. Second miseducation. Being served versus serving. So many people have been miseducated to think that they are to be served, but they don't serve. Bible gives a powerful principle. It says, unless you've built another man, who would trust you with your own? We live in a time where everybody wants their own, but they haven't been faithful in building another's. And the Bible says God's just not going to do that. He's just not going to do it. Can I tell you how to get what you want? Serve somebody else's. Can I tell you how to come up? Serve somebody else's. And watch me. And don't serve it sloppily as a stepping stone. Serve it like it's your own. Which means I'm not just doing it just to do it. I'm doing it as if it's my own and treating it better than that. But watch me. Look at the scripture, Joshua 24, 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and faithfulness. In other words, God, I want to do this. It's sincere. 
I'm not doing this to punch a clock. I'm doing it because I get to. Somebody say, I get to serve. And then he says, and when you do it, be dependable. Be reliable. Why have we got to follow up with your Faithfulness, consistency, dedicated. It's quiet now. What, listen, what is proof of faithfulness? Watch me. That you do it with the full you. What's proof of faithfulness that it does not require, watch me, nobody has to wonder whether or not you can be counted on because you can always be counted. Open up your mouth say, I'm a faithful person. Watch this next part. Put away the gods your father served beyond the river and in Egypt and served the Lord. I want to break this verse down because I didn't get a chance to do it on Sunday. He says, even after we brought your, the children of Israel out, they, our God means source. So God is not God's name. God is a title. It's a sixth century Germanic term uh, from the word gudon, which means source. So when he says, put away the gods, he's saying, put away these sources. He said, God brought you out. And then the moment you started doing good, you found another source. So now your new truck is your source. You worship that truck. That truck ain't never going to be dirty, but your servant is. Say amen. <laughs> you worship your job. You ain't never going to do them wrong, but you'll do the Lord's house wrong. You worship your new spouse. They, listen, they, you, you, you like, you, they're like Jaffe Jafar and coming to America. You throw rose petals when they, when they walk down the road. But when it comes to the things of God, I don't have time. Look at the scripture. He says, y'all got beyond the river. You're not getting that. Beyond what river? The Jordan. Which means we brought you out of Egypt, got you over the Red Sea, and between the Red Sea and the Jordan, when you started doing good, you found you another God. Father, do not let us be those that when we do good, we find another God. You are the God of our salvation. You are the God of our in-between. You are the God of our promised land. Open your mouth and say, you are my God. He, he said, and you know what's funny? He says, y'all act the same way free as you do when you were in Egypt. Because watch me. Everybody watch me. Everybody watch me. Everybody watch me. Watch me. You will be the you that you are because that's the you you can be. It's been like, Bishop, that ain't that deep. That's the point. If you're inconsistent in Egypt, this is why the kingdom is I'm becoming somebody new. I may have been that, watch me, in the previous six, but I need for some of you to know you're dropping your bad habits, dropping your unfaithfulness, dropping your inconsistency. Drop. If you know you're about to drop some baggage and drop I'm I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm dropping it. Because in my second half, I'll be a better me. I may have been all of that before, but that's over. This is the last day of the first half. And there's some things I'm leaving. In there's some things I'm leaving in the... Now look, 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 look. Here's Mr. Education number three. Just quit within a quandary. Quandary means a perplexing, difficult, confusing problem. 
A quandary isn't, what am I going to eat for lunch? <laughs> quandary, quandary means, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to do this, or this, or that. And none of these options look good. None of these options seem to, to be the right path. I don't know what direction to move. I don't know how to handle this. And I taught you on Sunday, Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But this, come on, y'all, but this, come on, Wednesday, but this, come on, Facebook and YouTube, but this, which means if I don't have any other move, I got this one. I may not know Hebrew and Greek, but I know how to do this. I may not be able, watch me, you may not be able to clap on the two and the four, but you know how to do this. When, when people start doing their shout and dance, you may just, you may have nothing but shoulders, listen. But I got this, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Somebody say, I got this, move down. Say, I forget what lies behind and I strain forward. Stop. Stop, stop, stop. What does strain forward? Some versions say I reach forward, I press forward. Which means, everybody look at me, to go forward requires a strain. I need you to listen to me. Going forward is not as easy as returning and going backward. Going backward is easy. That's why every dance, what did Leah say? Back, back. Then she said four, four. In other words, this is easier than that. Because your first mind is, let me go back to what it was, to who I used to be, to how I used to act, to how I used to eat, to how, y'all ain't going to talk, to how I used to think. Let me go back. But I need you to master this move in the second half. I forget what lies behind. What's behind you? Failure? Disappointment? Stuff that didn't go your way. People betrayed you. People walked out. Things changed. The Apostle Paul said, okay, I see all that. But I can't change that. So instead of trying to change what's unchangeable, I'm looking this way. And I'm straining. Which means, God, this is hard. This isn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. When I shouted in church, it seemed easy until I had to do it on Thursday. And, and I need some of y'all not to stop because of the strain. I need you to elbow somebody, tell them, don't you stop because of the strain. What does the strain mean? My muscle feels like it can't make it. My body feels like I can't do it. My mind tells me it's not worth it. But I need you to open your mouth and say, but I'm straining forward. To what lies ahead. Wait a minute, stop, stop, stop. To what lies ahead. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That means I'm not just straining to the air. There's something that's been prepared that's lying. If y'all don't say something to me. There's something that God has prepared. And that's why I always have you speak life into your life. Why? Because your words are going into your future to prepare what you're about to possess. I need you to say it again. Please say the second half will be the best half. 
there's something that lies ahead. And so the next verse tells us what it is. Next verse tells us what it is. I press on toward the goal for the prize. Stop. What's the goal for it? What's the prize? What lies ahead? Which means if I don't have any other moves in me, because some of you, watch me, I can hear you. Like, but Bishop, I'm tired. Who has said that in the first six months of this year? You're like, I'm just tired. And, and I ain't talking about like tired. See, some of you, you have been so used to living in survival mode. And you better hear me. And if you don't hear nothing else I say, and that has come to its end. I'm going to come over here with a shout and resign. That has come to its That has come. You're not just surviving. You're about to thrive. Open your mouth say, I am not just surviving. I am thriving. You have been so used to that, though, to where your daily fight is just to keep your head above water. And so, and so when you hear a word about kingdom and that, you're like, that sounds amazing. But I'm just trying to get up and not wish I could go back to sleep. Who am I talking to? I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to drive and not wish I could just keep driving. Who am I talking to tonight? Watch me. He says, I press for the goal of the prize of the upward call. The goal is forward. Everybody say, I'm going forward. forward. Uh -uh, Please say it like an army. I'm almost done. Say, I'm going forward. forward. Say, aggressively. Aggressively. Say, because there's a prize up there if I keep going. I got one move. I don't even need to know how to go in reverse because I ain't going backwards. I got one move. I, for those of you that you're going to use the one move you got, I got what? Listen, baby, I may have been disappointed, but I got what? I, I may have failed in my first six, but I got, I may have felt like giving up, but I got one more, one more, one more. Say, I got one more push. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. You sit next to somebody that this is the lowest you ever going to see them. And the truth is, they're not doing that bad. But this is the lowest that you're ever going to see them again. You know why? Because starting tomorrow, they got one more move. They're reaching. They're reaching. They're reaching. So watch, look at me. So here's the fourth miseducation, we gotta go. Here's the fourth miseducation, we gotta go. We gotta go. I got one move. I got one move. I got one move. Some of you are like, well, what, what, what am I supposed to do next? There's one move. How am I supposed to feel about what they did? I don't know why you still care. Well, who's going to do it with me? Watch me. How are you going to know who's your crew? Who moves forward? 
How are you going to know who's your help? Whoever moves forward. I know who's with me because when I move, they move just like I just need to check the building. I just need to check online because Bishop Foreman and Harvest, we're moving forward. So when I do this, if you're coming with me, when I move, you move just like that. One, two, three. I think I got my crew. I think I got my crew. Somebody say, we're moving. We're moving. We're moving. All right, let's go, let's go. Let's go. Number four, you can be seated. Number four. Number four, or you can stand. You can do what you want to do. Number four. Here it is, we gotta go. Talk is cheap, action speak. Never get lullabied by words and ignore actions. Elbow somebody said, we're moving forward. Say, now I want you to come too. Tell them, say, I want you to come too. Say, but if you don't, watch my next move. Watch my next move. Watch my next move. Let's go. Miss Education 4. Childish versus childlike. Somebody said there's a difference. All right, here it is. Last one. We're out of here. If you saw my preview last night, you know here it is. This is the meat tonight. You ready? Here it is. I gave you some good bread. I gave you some good butter. I gave you a good salad. And this wasn't no little dainty salad either. I put bacon in it and cheese and I gave you a wonderful appetizer. Gave you some soup and good thick soup. Lobster bisque with big old thick chunks of lobster. Here go the meat. You ready? Y'all ready? So look at this. Are you, Jesus said, if you don't receive the kingdom like you are too grown. Go to Harvest Kids and give me some little stuff out the nursery. I'm going to teach this. I'm going to say something. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. This is Apostle Paul. When I was a child, I spoke like one. I thought like one. I reasoned like one. Watch what he says. But when I became a man, I gave up childish. Because Jesus didn't say be childish. He said be childlike. Be inquisitive. Be without fear. Don't walk in miseducation. Which means I have to get the word of God, which will give me my education, so I'm not walking in miseducation. I have to get these instructions so I can avoid self-destruction. Let me have that. Bring it up. Oh, this is great. This is good. You come on up. You come on up since you came. Won't you come? All right, here you go. How you do this? <laughs> Y'all can tell I don't look. That's the one part of the church. I, I walk by and say, hey, and keep going. Is it? What is it? All right. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. There we go. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh, it's a clam. 
Oh. Oh. Y'all ready? You ready? I'm going to show you what you knew, you know somebody. Come on down. <laughs> Come on. Go ahead. Come on. No, you got to lay down, though. No, but lay on your back, though, because you're going to play with the toys. No, let me get you a little toy. Where's a rattler? I need a little rattler. That's okay. Here you go. You can't see him. We got the whole Jurassic Park theme set. My God. Oh, oh, here you go. Telephone. Telephone! This your phone. Uh-huh. Oh, here it go. Here it go. This is what I was looking for. Here. Connect it up here so he can kind of hit it. Connect it somehow. There you go. Now y'all see this grown man. Somebody, somebody about to catch it. You see this grown man playing like he's a child. And can I be honest with some of y'all? You ready? You ready? Watch me. Be careful that this is not what you look like in the spirit. When you're supposed to be getting that bag, you're playing with toys. When you y'all ain't gonna talk. When you're supposed to be getting your family together, you sitting over here playing with rattlers. While you're supposed to make real phone calls, you got your fake phone pretending. And then, here's what every every kid here's what every kid wants. You want people to be childish with you. So now you can get up from laying down. It ain't nap time no more. And y'all play with the toys. When Moses, everybody pay attention. When Mo, see, it doesn't even fit you anymore. That attitude don't fit you anymore. Looking like that doesn't fit you anymore. Being inconsistent doesn't fit you anymore. Not being excellent doesn't fit you anymore. Open up your mouth say, I give up childish ways. So watch, so watch. While you're supposed to be ministering to them, you playing. You playing toys? It's quiet in the building. And then when one of them do something to tick you off, He took, now you take all your toys. You take all your toys now. You're 45 still mad at your mama. 
Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me in this building tonight. You're 55 still mad at your cousin, mad at your sister, mad at your brother, mad at your pastor. Open up your mouth. Say, I release childish ways. Watch me. So look, look at his face. Look at his face. Look at his face. He mad. And you're mad because he's got the toys. When God wanted you to mature, he made somebody take it. Some of y'all, you're trying to find out, why did I lose that? Because God says, you play too much. So I had somebody to take that from you because I need you to mature. Because in the second half, you will not operate like a child. You're about to be a mighty man of God. You're about to be a mighty woman of God. If you believe it, release a praise, right? I ain't playing with toys. I'm not playing with toys. Somebody say, I will be childlike, not childish. So look at it. Thank you, gentlemen. Look. Look at what Paul says. When I became, we're almost done. When I became a man. Became there in Greek means when I decided or chose to be. Which means, which means, which means this is a choice. Like, it's a choice. You really finna sit here and go back and forth with people? Somebody say, it's a choice. When I decided to be a man, look at the definition of man in Greek. A sir. Uh, part of baked into our culture as harvest, especially those who serve, if you've taken harvest youth, you'll notice that we bake it into our culture. It's countercultural now, sadly. But we bake it into our culture that we like to speak to everybody and call them. Sir. And Man. what you didn't know what I was doing, the reason I baked that in, in a city where don't nobody want to respect nobody. In fact, if you say sir, don't call me sir, my dad sir. Don't call me ma'am, my mom's. What I was doing is making you subconsciously choose. So that every time you see one another, you're speaking to the mature man and the mature woman that's in them. When I became a mature man, a sir, I gave up. Let me head the toys back real fast. I gave up. I separated from my childish ways. Which means... I don't have, I don't have my bag of toys, because this is childish. Why am I playing with what I'm supposed to be ruling over? This is childish. Why, why am I not keeping my word like I'm a little kid who is driven by 
emotions. Why, why is God having to fight with me to give him a yes when I'm not a child anymore so I can give him a yes? So look what Paul says. I separated from. Uh-oh, we're almost done. I separated from. Stay right there. My childish ways. Which means there were things I recognized about my ways that I said, I don't, I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Some of you married couples, this is how y'all fight. This is what y'all do. Come here. Come here. This is what you married couples do. And y'all call it marriage. This ain't no marriage. It's two children. And y'all fighting over toys, and then one of y'all gets a little, and so now you start throwing. Because you know a woman will throw something in a minute. Won't she listen? <laughs> what's me? What's me? Some of you, this is your family. Y'all should be billionaires by now, but y'all can't even. Because nobody knows how to fall in order, because everybody wants to be number one when there's only the grace for one to be one. This. Uh oh, you ready? What happens? What happens? Wait a minute. What happens? Come here. What happens when you're not just childless with you, my child, but with another? What happens when you're childless in the fight with yourself? You don't even deal like an adult with yourself. And now, watch me. And now you punish yourself, reward yourself, talk to yourself, treat yourself, deal with yourself childishly. What did the Apostle Paul say? Thank you all. What did he say? He said, I separated from my childish ways. Father, on this last day, of this first six whatever childish ways we need to separate from we loose them and let them go in Jesus name we're almost done just worship for five seconds that you're letting go of some childish ways childish ways childish ways childish ways come on two more seconds go two one so 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 bishop bishop we just prayed to release them so now let me shake them up now let me get them off of you say get that off of me bishop uh, let me teach it to you so we can get that off of you because you just prayed to release it so now it's loose it's like a loose tube now that it's loose let me kick it out you ready all right, Paul tells you, he says, here are the childish ways. You speak like one. What does it mean to speak like a child? It, it, literally means, it, it literally means, come on, let's go, to speak like a child, to speak like a child. Come on, it'll come up on the screen. It means to preach, to speak, to talk, to tell. What is preach? It means it's what you declare. What is speak? It means it's what you say. Notice it's speak after. So after you hear something, the, the test of your maturity is what you say about it. Because if you're immature, some of you will leave church tonight and say, yeah, that was good. But, you know, I, you know that's really, I didn't really need that because I'm a you child. You child. I said it. 
Watch me. Look at the last part. And what you tell. If you can't be trusted with confidential information. Look at Proverbs 18.2. Listen to this verse. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding. Watch me. But only in expressing his opinion. A child wants you to, wants you to understand them. They don't want to understand anybody. It's quiet in here. You know you're a child when you're sitting with one greater than you, but you want to convince them you're right. You know you're a child because you go into the presence of every teacher as if you're going to teach. Childlike means I act like a student. I will act like a student. It's quiet in here tonight. All right, here we go. Let's go number two. Thought like a child. That means to think, to judge, to seek for, to observe, to care for. Proverbs 23, 7. I got to finish. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. This is amplified, so it goes deeper. In behavior, he's one who manipulates. He will say to you, eat and drink, yet his heart is not with you because he is begrudging how much it costs him. To think like a child means that you literally operate passive aggressively. You say one thing, but you're really thinking something different. You'll tell somebody, oh, we good, and then talk about them the moment you get in the car. I'm about to close, but I got to finish. Think like a child. You judge like a child. So if the, watch me. So if you can't deduce that you're gonna get your way, you don't want to do it at all. Well, if I can't do this, I'm not gonna do it. Fine then. You don't get to dictate what another does with what they own. It's quiet. How many of us can be honest that we that we have that we have that we have spoke like a child or thought like a child? My hands are up. We all have. And if your hands not up, you're being a child now. So welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> we'll set the playpen out for you in a minute. You observe like a child. When you see things, you only see how you can come up. And so, because you're a user, you wonder why you get used. People just keep taking advantage of me because you're an advantage taker. And God is not mocked. You must reap what you sow. You can, watch me. And in the reaping is not just the action, but it's the heart. In the reaping is not just the action, but it's the heart that you had in the action because that was part of the seed. I'm going to say that a third time for everybody in the back. In your reaping is not just the action you sowed, but the heart behind the action because that was part of the seed. All right, here we go. Let's move on. And reasoned like a child. This is the, this is the one that, I, that we're going to end with. This is the last one. You ready? You count like a child. How does a child count? Let me have the toys back. Here's how a child counts. You ready? Put them right there. 
One for me. One for you. One for you. You can't even play with all of this at one time. You can't even hold it. Hold on. Let me give you what even I don't want. That's how a child counts. That's how a child counts. Look, you charge like a child. What does a child do? Accuses. You don't, you, don't, you don't have conversations with people. Every interaction you have is a confrontation. You stole my money. And I know you did. I know you stole it because see what nobody else in here but me and you. I know you stole it. And you're a thief and a robber. And then they say, ain't that your money on the floor? You must have dropped it. Because I know my, I had my, I, I don't lose money. You charge people like a child. And watch me, you want to know who you do it to most? The people closest to you. You have indicted them on more charges. To the point to where it hurts to love you. It's quiet in here tonight, but I'm for the, I'm, we about to go out on a, we about to go out on a high. Where it's easier not to deal with you than to have to love you because to love you is to be accused by you. Oh my God. Hmm. You reason like a child. You decide like a child. So a child thinks for the moment. Child thinks for the moment. Child says, you know, I'm, I'm thinking for the moment. You know, a child will go over to their little Sally's house and their little friend Sally. They go over to little Sally's house. They will take, you know, some leggings. <laughs> you know, children put together outfits that don't make no sense to you. They got some leggings with cowboy boots and if I watch me. Because a child's decision isn't for watch me, isn't for long term. I'm not thinking about how this decision is going to affect me down the road. I only care about how it makes me feel right now. And y'all, we're about to get out of here. But watch me. I need to cover for the second half of your year. I need to cover your speaking, your thinking, and your reasoning. Say, Lord, cover my speaking, my thinking, and my reasoning for the second half. They will be mature so I can manifest the kingdom.
Look at this scripture, Luke, Luke, right here, real fast. Luke 14, 28 through 30. For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost? A child does not want to count the cost. A child has no concept of price. They prove it to you. They ask you for stuff with no concept of that. You know, you wanted a power wheel. That's all you want. I just want you want a power wheel. But the child had no concept. And, and pay attention to the verse. Does not count the cost. Cost is different than value and price. Because something may be priced at $99, but it may have cost something its life. Olive oil is priced at $20 a bottle, but it costs a lot of olives their existence. In other words, what is this going to cost me? What is it going to cost me to betray? What is it going to cost me not to do what I said I'm going to do? Because this is the, the price may be cheap, but the cost may be high. <laughs> Y'all with me? We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Whether he has enough to complete it. In other words, make sure you don't write checks with your mouth. That the other side can't cash. Otherwise, you're going to lay the foundation. And then you're not able to finish it. What is, he, what is he saying? Children start and never finish. And it, watch me. Please lift your hands. Please lift your hands. And I prophesied that you would finish. For the second half of this year that you would be a finisher. A finisher. I pray you've got the grace to finish. I pray you got the anointing to finish. I Somebody open your mouth and say, I'm a finisher. He said, he says, he says, so then everybody that sees you begins to mock you. And they say, this man, this woman began to build and was not able to finish. Why? Because they didn't reason like an adult, like a sir. Like a mighty man of valor. Like a mighty woman of God. They reasoned like a child. You get excited about it on Sunday. You already stopped doing it on Tuesday. But the second half of this year. Y'all, I'm done. I've completed what the Lord wanted me to say tonight. But can I get you to stand in this building and stand online? If you need to become a Christian for the first time, come on to the Lord. He's waiting on you. I'm going prof- to prophesy a little bit after church. Church, So um, I want to move into the decision real quickly. If you need to give your life to the Lord, recommit yourself to him or be sure on three, wherever you're at. In this building, hands up online to the hand emoji or say, it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no saying. I believe in all my heart that this second half is going to be better than the first half. 
you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself a little, or be sure wherever you're at on three, throw that hand up. Online, I need you to do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. On the Harvest channel, I need you to just wave your hand. Even though there's no chat, wave your hand wherever you're at. One, two, three. If that's you, respond wherever you're at. In the building and online, I see you. God bless you. In the building, wave your hand online. Do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Come on, church. We need to thank God for people coming to the Lord on a Wednesday. Everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess in my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are God. And because of this, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. This second half will be much better than the first half. In Jesus' name. Can you give God glory? Hallelujah. Praise him. Take out your phone. Text the decision at 877-552-4746. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time? Or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746. And we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you. In the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday experiences are what people love the most about travel that's why they love viator they have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone plus their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app one app over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember do more with Viator.